Hello and welcome to Zero Hanger TV for 2024. I am your host, Phoenix Trinidad, and as always, I'm joined by Chief AFL Editor at Zero Hanger, Mr. Mitch Keating. Hello, mate. Good, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. How's your break? Good. Yeah. Time away. Yeah, what, do you, what do you get up to? Uh, went away down Ocean Grove. Always nice down there. Yep. And then just kicked my feet up. So it was good. A couple Got of back. festivals. No. God, I can't even remember what I did. Actually, yes. No New Year's at the Sydney My Music Bowl. That was fun. Uh, what about yourself? Ah, yeah, same old. Same, same old. old. Just um, hung around Richmond. Um, went for a walk around the MCG to check out Taylor Swift. Yep. The crowds. Big Pretty Swifty. crazy. Good stuff. Nice. And we've also got our season guide. Probably should mention that. Season guide. Yeah. So the um, Zero Hanger AFL season guide. What's in there? Heaps. 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 And yep. it's free. <laughs> it's first time it's been free. Um, so if you're listening and you haven't got it, go get it. It's on our site. Uh, 140 plus pages. Every club, every player. Fixtures, games to watch. Heaps. Yeah. Um, yeah, you guys put in a lot of work over that. Uh, for the 2024 season. So speaking of, um, today's episode, we're going to go through club by club. Uh, pre-season updates. Mm. Pretty much where everybody's sitting at. We're about two weeks out from the yeah. opening round. I figured we'd just bring everyone up to speed. Like yep. A lot of people don't really care about the footy until it's literally March. Until it's happening in front of their eyes. But yeah. I, I was a big, um, I'm big on preseason games. I think they, they matter. I yeah. like when people put up the little preseason ladders. So after after Sunday's game, you Melbourne aren't making the finals. Well, <laughs> if they matter. What's he called that? <laughs> All right. Anyway, cool. All right, so um, club by club, we're going to start. We're going to go in alphabetical order. Good idea. Where are Adelaide sitting at right now, heading out into we, the 2024 season? Yeah, it's, it's going to be, I think, a good season for the Crows. Um, but preseason's probably been a bit difficult for them just on the injury front, which we'll, we'll touch on in a sec. Um, Suns round one's going to kind of be a nice little tester for them as well, I think, just with two clubs who want to break into the eight. Um, after spending a fair bit of time out of it, the Crows in particular, and obviously the Suns haven't made it. But their new coach will touch on the Suns a bit later as well. Practice games against Port and West Coast coming up, um, which are going to be nice little testers as well. But yeah, a few personnel probably sidelined. Like the intra-club uh, last week got a good look at a lot of, of the younger players and, and some of the roles they'll be taking up. So Dan Curtin's probably been the big talk at Adelaide. Um, you know, their top 10 pick, who they traded for, probably arguably the most ready-made draftee uh, maybe beside harley reed and sean manor mm-hmm. um so he should probably be in their round one contention for for a defensive spot now that also comes with you know nick murray out injured jordan butts has had a um interrupted preseason as well um and then you look at guys like wayne miller rory sloan uh, harry schoenberg uh, a few others that could be missing the start of the season so there's going to be a few opportunities <coughs> pardon me but um yeah curtain's been you know just as impressive as um, some of their other youngsters. Charlie Edwards, another one who I think has caught some eyes. Uh, whether he gets a round one debut, hard to tell. Um, and then some of the some of the kind of guys who are expecting big seasons from in a year that you know they want to be taking that leap. Uh, Isaac Rankin and Joshua Shelley both you know flagged for some more midfield action this year. Probably not at the same time, and just as a nice rotation um, between that and as a small forward threat. Riley Philthorpe really strong in their um, preseason hit out. And uh, should be, you know, kind of rivaling ideally Darcy Fogarty and Taylor Walker as a, as a tall forward target, and then Captain J- Jordan Dawson again, um, a class above at their inter clubs. So it's really going to be a lot on his shoulders, I think, this year from a midfield point of view. Like they've obviously got Rory Laird to help 
as well. He was absent um, due to a wedding last week. But um, yeah, they, they really want to find that third kind of midfield option. And that could be a Rankin or a Shelley. Um, so we'll wait and see. But yeah, I think Dawson's going to be the one for them again this year for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, looking forward to seeing how Adelaide go this year. They've um, they've got a pretty nice fixture for the year. And I think that has a little bit to do with um, their controversial... Missing the finals last year. I think there was a little bit of a handshake deal done uh, by the AFL. But yeah, lots of stuff to look forward to. With I've already got your tinfoil hat on. It's nice. It's um, good. I'd never take the tinfoil hat off, no. to be honest. All right. Let's move on to Brisbane. Let's do so, it. So uh, where are Brisbane sitting at? Their first game is Carlton at uh, the opening round. Yeah. Um, host them up at the Gabba. Nice little preliminary final rematch. They have a couple of pracky games coming up against Gold Coast and Sydney. So... Again, the Suns are, are going to kind of be a hard one to read heading in to the season and for the early rounds. And then Sydney is probably the, a nice little, a nice standard for them to kind of, um, and also, you know, test a few moves. It sounds like they've, they might have a few guys moving around. Darcy Gardner training as a forward. I think they just want a bit more versatility out of him given they've got Jack Payne, um, they've got Harris Andrews and they've brought over Tom Duday who won't play until maybe round three, four or five. But um yeah they're going to be well well placed they're, they're a pretty fit side um and don't usually have too many injury concerns um Lockie Neal's had a pretty interrupted pre-season um just with the groin issue um and surgery but they reckon he'll be fit and firing to go come opening round um but yeah like their midfield mix is always you know um so steady and they've got so many good depth options uh you know every year we kind of talk about you know Cam Rayner Zach Bailey, are they going to take that next step? And they seem to take small ones every year. And um, I don't think they really need to, <coughs> pardon me, take big ones um, this year when you've got a McCluggage, Berries, Dunkleys, um, all with Neil there. And then Will Ashcroft comes halfway through the season. So, um, look, they're my premiership tip this year. I don't know how much I need to read into their their practice games, but opening round against Carlton at home is certainly going to give them um, a bit to, to go off and they have the pies, I think, couple of weeks later after an, after an early buy so yeah. um it's gonna be a nice little test for them the first first month of the season just to see where they're at but yeah i think i've got them number one um, yeah for, um, for 2024 we'll get into crystal ball predictions at some point closer to the season <laughs> but um i think a lot of people have the the lines as their premiership tip it's hard to look past them um yeah lots of stuff <laughs> when is ashcroft when is ashcroft due back roughly yeah it's probably the midway point like he's such a professional mm-hmm. it's, it's you know the kind of word that goes with him all the time so they're really expecting that he won't have any hiccups or any delays in his recovery but at the same time he's such a young talent that they don't equally they don't want to rush him back so um, i think you can kind of suspect it's probably going to be midway point maybe a, a few weekend weeks after the buy maybe but um yeah it's a big wait and see and he's going to be a massive boost for them um you know, for the second half of the year if they're well-placed at that point of the season. Yeah, that's going to be a great inclusion. All right, so looking ahead to Carlton, where are they sitting at in the about two weeks out from the season? Uh, first game, Lions, as we were just talking about. Mm. Uh, yeah, Lions, pretty tough opening round uh, game. Yeah, and they'll, they'll be without Jacob Weedering, which isn't going to make it any easier when they have to deal with, you know, Joe Danaher, Eric Hipwood, um, as we mentioned, Darcy Gardner could be in that forward mix. And then you got all those smalls as well. Jack Silvani out for the year was another tough preseason blow for them. And um, whether he's in their best 23 or not, but Elijah Hollands misses through uh, his suspension 
for the first two games of the season. But yeah, as equally what with what it was for the Lions opening round for for the Blues, um, you know, usually they have the, the Tigers, and last year they you know, managed to draw, and they'll, they'll have them for what is round one this year. But starting the interstate trip to Brisbane. Um, no one could get the chocolates against last year and, and Carlton did a great job at the start of last year's preliminary final. Um, they can be the first team to do it and claim a win um, at the Gabba um, in the opening round would be a, a huge skull for them. Um, such a strong midfield unit. You know, Obviously, yes, a lot of focus on Charlie Kerno as well as forward, but I feel like Harry Mackay is the difference. You know, if he's fit and firing, if he can kick straight, um, he might be the one that, makes the difference between them meet reaching another preliminary final and reaching a grand final or, or, or winning one. So um, look, their small forwards are, are going to be quite an interesting mix as well as to see what the pecking order is there. Razio Fantasia joins, um, you know, they're taking a pretty cautious approach with him just given his history of soft tissue injuries. But I think he can be their number one small forward ahead of a Motlop, a Noe's, a Durden. Um, they're certainly not short on options there. And then, yeah, defense with Weedering out. And Marchbank probably plays. They've got Young, um, Kemp. These are the kind of guys that probably need to step up. It's going to be a hard task for them. But um, uh, you know, McGovern's another one as well. So again, not short on options, but the weedering difference um, certainly going to sour this. Could sour the start of their season. Ideally, he comes back for that Richmond game, which again, not an easy fight in front of what you'd expect to be eighty, ninety thousand at the G. Mm. Yeah, I think um, Carlton fans are quietly pretty confident quite, they'd, they'd quite be, excited um, they'd be op- optimistic without wanting to be optimistic because yeah they, they kind of know how some of these things fare but no I, I i think they would be expecting a preliminary final finish this year mm. after making one last year and while not expecting one last year i think just on paper um they've got their stuff sorted yeah i um I would love for them to miss finals, to be honest, after what happened to, against the D's in the finals, but I don't think it's going to happen. We'll get into our um, into our bold predictions later on. But, um, yeah, Carlton's a very interesting watch, uh, as their, their fan base all, always is as well. Alrighty, so looking now to the reigning premiers, mm. Collingwood. Um, I don't think I'm going to get used to saying that um, throughout this year, but reigning premiers, Collingwood, where are they sitting at uh, about two weeks out from the season? Yeah, they um, yeah, all eyes on on the pies this year after you know taking that leap um, under Craig McCrone's first season and then really solidifying themselves as a, as a contender last year and before going on to win it um, in one of the best games we've seen for some time, I believe. Um, but yeah, preseason I think they've been fairly steady. Look, they've had a few setbacks. Obviously, Dan McStay is a massive blow. Um, Josh Dacos pretty <laughs> interrupted with his leg concern, but. Back full training this week. Harry Dimitia, who was you know, slated for a potential, you know, um, you know, opening round debut or round one debut, and mm. um, unfortunately he'll miss uh, the first you know month or two of the season as well. So um, you know, that's a, few, a bummer. A lot of excitement around him. Yeah, uh, Jamie Elliott, Braden Maynard both had off-season surgery, but you know they did that pretty early into the off-season to make sure that they would be fit for the start of the year. So they should be fairly fit. It's just the big question is who replaces McStay. Um, you know, it's probably Ash Johnson. Uh, Nathan Kruger had a pretty good hit out in his uh, in the intra club <laughs> recently, uh, and then Reef McInnes is probably that young up and coming option that they they really want to be seeing 
more from this season. I think that they're they, they're always quite excited about him, and he got he's had some looks over the last couple of years, but probably just hasn't had that consistency that they're that they're after. And then another one is Finn McRae, who was yeah fantastic in the intra club. Um, there's been a lot of talk about him throughout preseason, and and then yeah, it was on full display as to why um, he's getting a lot of plaudits um, just with his midfield work rate. And then they obviously signed this week or in the last week, Jack Bytel, uh, Lockie Sullivan, and Josh Air Air will miss probably until about April with a, a new hamstring injury. But um, Sullivan's the one that yeah definitely could be playing opening round. He's probably competing with McRae though, and I think that they'll probably um, prefer McRae. But those two combined really nicely um, in the intra club against um, a pretty good opposition in you know, Nick Dacos, Scott Pendlebury. So um, yeah, it's a nice little mix for them um, and you know, a few good options to consider after losing Taylor Adams uh, in the off season. Yep, absolutely. Um, Going to be a very exciting opening round um, game against GWS and I love the president of GWS coming out and just saying what how we all feel, really. <laughs> just just hey, Collingwood. It's... um. It's turning into a nice little rivalry, mm. um, and I think yeah, this is I think this is also adding to what o- opening round is. They're probably not maybe games that would you know bring in huge crowds round six, round seven. Um, take advantage while the NRL is also out of town, and also bring in a few games that just have you know the little attached storylines to them, yeah, and just you know kind of um, cash in. So no, this is it's going to be a pretty packed game at Giant Stadium, you would think, with a strong contingent of Coll- Collingwood fans. Yeah fun stuff um whether you like them or not they're going to be a very exciting team to watch all year pretty much okay looking at the bombers now a pre-season update where are they sitting at about two weeks out from the season hawks round one not yeah. opening round round one yeah round one so they they kind of get that uh, you can't really call it an extra week because it's kind of the same time that start their season most years but um yeah, and, and the Hawks aren't coming off an opening round game either, so both teams should be pretty fit. The only drawbacks, I think, for Essendon, no Kane Baldwin, definitely out for the you know, extended period. Whether he's in the best 23 is probably unlikely, given Ben Mackay's come into the side. Um, and then you know, Dylan Shield doesn't sound likely, just given his ongoing foot issues. Um, Sam Draper seems to be in the clear, um, hoping to play uh, round one. And I think if it was opening round, he probably wouldn't be playing. So that's probably where it is from a touch and go basis. And then Jaden Hunter, probably the other notable one to mention, um, you know, probably would have put some pressure on their first string forwards at selection this year. But unfortunately, ACL injury puts a line through his second season after joining just midway through last year at the draft. So, um, yeah, that's on the injury front where most things stands. I've had a lot of guys on modified programs, um, you know, as important as the preseason is, they don't want to be taking any risks. So, you know, Jake String and your Zach Reeds and guys who have had a lot of issues um, over the last few years, um, they've kind of put in the needed minutes. And I think, yeah, they could see some good results from those guys. As mentioned, Mackay comes in, Dersman likely to start. Um, you know, Gresham likely to start in Goldstein certainly as well, whether that's alongside Draper or just as a sole Ruckman or with Nick Bryan, but you'd expect him to be playing against the Hawks um, in round one as well. Uh, Dersman is going to be interesting one, probably slots, pardon me, straight onto a wing. Um, Sam Durham, again, one that could probably play on the other wing, maybe a bit inside. And then Nick Martin's kind of a big question because training a bit as a, as a defender as a halfback, but he's also said that he's probably going to be playing the same role. So I don't know if that was him just kind of throwing away um, any tactics mm. and just kind of being a bit mischievous. But um, yeah, well, I guess we'll see round one against Hawthorne, who could be a little undermanned. 
but um, still plenty of upside from the Hawks. So it's a nice rivalry to go with it to start the season for the Bombers. Yeah, um, definitely the most exciting list changes over the offseason for the Bombers. But I feel like every year they just always look like the best team on paper. And then it, uh, yeah, yeah. We'll, see, we'll just see how they go. They're think, always interesting. Yeah, I think I think they're in the crop this year of t- clubs that really should be or wanting to be playing finals and probably won't. Yeah. Just given it's the competition's so close. But yeah, I feel like they're probably in that bracket of, yeah, internally finals is the word. Yeah. But I think most would have them outside the eight. Yeah, it's a tough, a tough bracket to break into. Yep, yeah. absolutely. All right, so the Dockers now, definitely mm. one of the most um, disappointing seasons, uh, yeah. uh, teams of last year. For sure. Um, so they've got Brisbane in round one, not opening round, uh, Brisbane round one at home, which is um, a tough start. Yeah, well, it's. I think it's something that Justin Longmill wouldn't mind. Like, there's going to be a lot of pressure on him this year given his off contract. And yes, they want a good start. Um, but I feel like... You know, no one's expecting them to win that game. It's at home, and geez, if they can just keep themselves in it, it's it's. I think even that'll, you know, play its part in, in kind of holding him at the helm um, through those early rounds. And you know, if they manage to win, then that's going to be a, a real great kickstart for them. A couple of warm-up games against West Coast and Port, who are yeah at opposite ends of the ladder. Um, but again, how much you want to look into practice matches and preseason games is is for the beholder. Um, few injury concerns like Chapman, Heath Chapman, pardon me, will miss start of the season. Josh Corbett, Sebert Kewick on the uh, inactive list. But that's given them some options. Signed Paddy Voss, former Essendon forward. Signed Jeremy Sharp, former Gold Coast flanker. Two guys who certainly could be playing against Brisbane. I think Sharp sounds like he definitely will, just given they lost Schultz and Henry and they want some outside runs. So, um, yeah, he was a nice little pickup for them. And Voss as well has something to prove, probably behind the likes of Amos, Tracy, and Tabernacle. But I wouldn't be surprised if he's kind of, you know, in in the selection frame soon after that. And then I guess it's it's going to be their, A, their back line, how that holds up systematically and, and personnel-wise. They might lose Hayden Young to the midfield, which still isn't like the worst thing, I think, from what we saw mm. last year. Um, and then their ruck force as well. Luke Jackson, Sean Darcy, two of the best ruckmen. But <coughs> pardon me. How well will that work? I think it'll be. I think they should be able to crack in this year. Darcy probably seven percent ruck, Jackson seven percent forward, mm-hmm. and rotate through where you can. So, um, yeah, like you said, disappointing last year. Plenty of upside, very high ceiling, but at the same time, could easily be back around bottom four. Yeah, just given where I think the rest of the competition sits and the amount of clubs that are trying to push into the top eight. Yeah, and with the Mostly losing players in the off season. Um, you Doesn't know, help. Losing Lockie Schultz. Um, I just can't say if they get off to a bad start, do we see Longmuir seeing out the rest of the season? Yeah, I think they, they've got to give him 10 rounds. Yeah. And the other thing that you have to look at is, is who's available. Like yeah. If it's, yeah, sure. Sometimes you really want to sack your coach under performance, but you've got to think about what that next step is and who you're bringing in. Um, not to say there's, there's no one available. It's just about, you know, who wants to kind of, take that lead um so 10 rounds at least or to the buy at least um you'd be wanting to have probably four or five wins yeah um sitting at maybe 0.500 would be nice for them um at that point of the year or at least you know safe enough for long you'd think 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it could be a tough year for Frio, but again, a lot of talent on that list. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we'll see how they go. Mm-hmm. Right, looking at Geelong now. So, obviously, had a down year after a premiership year. Mm. Um, you know, losing Joel Selwood, hard to adjust to. Uh, St. Kilda, round one at home for their first game this year. So, yeah. where are they sitting? I I don't have them back in the eight. <laughs> and I'd be happy to see them back in the eight, obviously, but I just I just don't have them. Um, yeah. If anything, probably taking another step towards the bottom. I think that yeah, clubs like Adelaide, Gold Coast, Essendon. Um, I think the Bulldogs were ahead of them there already, but yeah, those kind of clubs um, are probably the ones that are on up, on the up, or probably or already ahead of them and going up. And I think it's just going to be way too much for them to climb. They'll probably pair with Richmond. I think in probably just not going the way they they want to. Mm-hmm. Um, injuries seem to be fine for them. That's like that's one big positive, especially with an older group. Um, you know, getting enough runs on the board over the preseason. Jack Henry's probably the main one, but Cam Guthrie back fit. Um, Jai Clark, who's <laughs> their uh, first round pick from 2022, um, uninterrupted preseason. Plenty of wraps for him. And yeah, it is going to be that young contingent that kind of needs to step up. So Tanner Bruin, more midfield action. Toby Conway, does he take the, the first string ruck duties? Um, you know, Ollie Henry probably you know, had 40 goal season last year that I'd certainly be happy with um, probably just wants to you know, add another 10 goals when you've got someone like Tom Hawkins maybe in the last year of his career um, but defense should be fine De Koning, Stewart Henry once he returns um, you know, and then College Ashton Buse, just solid role players blitz ups as well can can float back so yeah um, the, on, on paper and we everyone says this every year they can, yeah, they could be the best team. Yeah. Um, I just I just don't have it for them this year. I think it's going to be too hard. And Harsh. Then, well, like injuries were certainly a factor last year, but every club mm. has injuries. And I think it's, yeah, even with, a, I think, a healthy list, I think other teams are probably just going to get the better of them. Yeah. Right? And it'll add up. Yeah, I don't see them doing much worse than last year, but I think it's... Just that the rest mm. of the competition yeah, well, has probably is probably going to rise past. That's the thing; they could easily have played just as good as they did last year and mm-hmm. fall four rungs yeah. on the ladder. Like it's how it's how close it is, and that's kind of how competitive that those eight clubs that, that um, fell just outside the eight mm-hmm. or seven and Hawthorne, um, how much I think they have they're improving um, or have the list to improve. And like, yeah, Geelong's in that bracket. I just don't think they're the ones that make that leap back into the eight. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, it's kind of harsh on uh, Geelong for, for mine, right. but it is, um, yeah, that I guess that's the as reality. A, as a, yes, as a Cats man, <laughs> I can probably dob that as a win-win. Either, <laughs> either I'm right or we make finals. Yeah. So, yeah, that's one way to look at it, I guess. All right. Interesting mm. one. All right. Looking at... Dimmer Hardwick's Gold Coast mm. Suns opening round game against his old team. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited about Gold Coast this year, but uh, where are they sitting at the moment? Yeah, um, it should be optimistic. Dimmer wants finals. The club wants finals. They want a flag in a couple of years. Whether you know, they'll get one, I think we'll, we'll have a pretty good grasp in about nine months' time. Um, but look, off season, they really only lost players, but I think they've they've kind of got they didn't lose anyone that's going to be really key to them rising up the ladder this year it's just going to be banking on fitness for i think a a couple of very important players 
Ben King being one of them. Yep. Um, you know, backline probably still, I think I've said this last three years, I'd like to see them get another key defender, but McAndrew could be that guy to go with Ballard and Collins. Midfield, Wits, Miller, Anderson, Rao. Doesn't get much better as a starting four. Um, you know, they get Miller back um, after a pretty interrupted year last year. Anderson was, you know, absolutely awesome. Yeah. Um, and, you know, finished really well in the Brownlow. <laughs> Pardon me. Um, you know, all Australian contention. I think Matt Rowe's the one that leaps both of them this year. Um, I I don't know exactly what it is. You know, he's number one. I think it's Formal the number. haircut and the <laughs> goatee that he's got. That I tweeted an, the other day. He's looking nice, great. It is a nice little mix. But, um, I, I yeah, I'm just backing him in all Australian, you know, not necessarily you know, past Anderson, but on the level that Anderson had last year, mm-hmm. um, maybe a bit further. And, yeah, those three on ballers, Wits cramming it down to them and some good depth options, some good young kids coming through. It is all stacking up very nicely and timed very nicely to have yeah. um, a triple premiership coach also at the helm. Uh, but yeah, first <laughs> first game against the Tigers, um, as we mentioned before, Richmond could could be one of the sides that still struggles again next year. And this is a great um, kind of starter for them on their home deck in front of what they can hope for is a pretty good crowd. Yeah. Adelaide the week after, it's going to be a, a pretty good first few weeks um, just to see how this Suns side looks for the year ahead. Yeah. Um, a bit disappointed that Walter won't be making mm. his debut. I was pretty excited to see how he goes. How far away is he? Yeah, he's probably missing the first month. Yeah. Um, yeah, he probably would have so played. Made. Probably would have made opening round. Just such a you know, big key forward, which is going to be a nice little... Um, complimentary addition to you know your kings and your lacocious but i think those two you know they combined for 70 80 goals last year they'll be <laughs> they'll be fine you know without a, a teenager in there yeah but you know they've got casbord if they want to go three tall forwards they can swing mac andrew up the other end of the field um yeah i also get the casvolts just yeah. part of that team <clears throat> no he's a he's a great serviceman for them been awesome since he went up there so no yeah they'll, they'll be fine uh lucky well is probably the the other one to, to mention as far as absentees to start mm. the season um with with his acl injury so again another one comes back second half of the year but king another one who um they've been pretty cautious with over the preseason but he's flagged he'll be ready for opening round so fingers crossed that's the case because yeah he's the difference maker for the suns this year yep beautiful stuff all right looking forward to dimmer's Suns this mm. year all right, the GWS Giants. Mm. Um, a lot of people tipping them for a flag, really, um, yeah. based off what they did last year. And, you know, not, not too surprising. They were probably the best team to watch last year besides Collingwood. Mm. Um, so where are they sitting at the moment? They've got an opening round game against Collingwood at mm. home, which is yeah. uh, a lot of fire behind that one already. Yeah, it's going to be a nice little introduction for Adam Kingsley's second season at GWS. Um, yeah, and little rivalry building, coming up against reigning premiers, a team that really wants to you know show that last year wasn't a fluke, much like Collingwood did last year. And yeah, probably have some backers for the premiership. I have the Swans and Suns coming up in a few pracky games. Nice little look. And I think you know they'll probably blood a few fringe guys who are making their case because they might have a few out for <laughs> round one. Perryman, Isaac Cumming, both likely to miss. Finn Callahan, the chance to miss. Adam Kennedy's the other one will miss but um yeah could open the door for some kids darcy jones probably one of them missed most of last year with an acl injury i think played just the one vfl game which is the game that he did injury in so um 
They've got good squad depth. Their, their team on paper this year might be the best. I've always probably had Carlton as number one, but I think maybe GWS certainly could be there. And that, yeah, they were a point from a grand final last year. And then I don't think they really are relying on that many older guys. Like Callum Ward isn't, you know, he's probably their fifth, sixth best midfielder. Mm -hmm. If they use him in the midfield, he can certainly play elsewhere. And, and maybe it's, you know, Lockie Keefe is, is one they can probably afford to to replace and Aaron Cabin's right there number one pick so they're, they're well set for not only this year but four or five years um, yeah and with what we saw from Adam Kingsley he's certainly one of the better coaches of the last 12 months so um, yeah if not the best given the one coach of the year so yeah I um also the alpha coach I think just with <laughs> just how huge that dude is <laughs> he's a big guy um so look yeah if it's another preliminary final finish certainly a chance I've probably got them fifth or sixth yeah we'll do our ladder predictions closer to, to the opening round but yeah yeah i've probably got them um yeah top five so probably i think top. for me it's top four but yeah mm. we'll, we'll do um predictions a bit uh, maybe in a couple of weeks but mm. um yeah they're they're one of the teams i'm most excited about seeing this for year sure absolutely all right looking ahead to the hawks for 2024 probably one of the more exciting uh young teams but mm. uh, a bit hampered by injury yeah now, so. deflating yeah where are they sitting yeah this is going to be a really hard start for their season no will day james blake out for the year chankuth jeff set to miss the start of the season could add dylan Moore to that casey will be touching go with glandular fever james mitchell bailey mcdonald more guys who no certainty and if they Chaos. were to, if they were to be available they'd be coming off pretty interrupted runs chad wingard will miss the rest of the year now denver, denver granger brass is out for 12 to 14 weeks yeah yeah, it's a nightmare. And yeah. a lot of that came from their, their recent intra club. So ideally, you know, nothing um, nothing else follows in their upcoming Pracky games against the Western Bulldogs, which they have two of. So those two will play each other twice in some different kind of formatted fixtures before they face the Bombers round one. And yeah, the Bombers could be a big, um, big problem for them. Yeah, um, I was giving them the a pretty good chance against the Bombers mm. until a lot of those injuries. But yeah. Um, yeah, but they it's it's round one, not opening round, so they got a little bit of time. Mm. But yeah, it's it's that's a tough start. It's it's yeah, like Essen, you know, could be anything this year, um, just given some of the changes they make. But when you haven't, when you're probably relying on, well, they've still got James Sicily, obviously, but I think they like to probably have him as more of that floating option. You're probably relying on Sam Frost. Yep. Um, Ethan Phillips, who they've just picked up out of the VFL. You know, it, it's it's going to be pretty tough when you're coming up against Peter Wright and Cole Langford, who have kicked 50 goals in a season, you know, each since uh, 2022. So, um, not fun there. They could have, you know, Bombs could have had Nate Caddy just to try and make things a bit worse for yep. the Hawks. Um, but the midfield battle is going to be fantastic on on that game. You'd think the Hawks have the edge even without their reigning best and fairest in, in Will Day with Newcomb, Warple, Nash, Ward, um, McKenzie if they want to. Um, more if he's playing can run through there um so not gonna be short on options um it's gonna be a very kind of exciting midfield battle and look if the hawks forward line's fairly fit mm. so if they can win that get the ball forward and if they if jack gunston's backfiring if uh will uh sorry if mitch lewis is is you know at his best on that day then there's there's certainly a good chance but uh yeah backline injuries and day's absence um yeah, it's not going to have them favoured for sure. Yeah, Mitchell Lewis is going to be a really um, important play for them this year. But then mm. also, 
I think those young midfielders, like you say, like Newcomb and um, Warple as well, like I think they could be pushing to get up into that next like top mm, tier um, sure. this year. So, um, yeah, exciting stuff for the Hawks. D's, my boys, um, <clears throat> where are they sitting in season 2024? This is a hell of a list in terms of who misses the first game. So um, do you want to roll through them? Yeah, there's a few. So obviously Clary is been all the talk at Melbourne and it's not even necessarily injury it's it's personal matters and, and fitness levels but he was pretty awesome on Sunday yep. against the Tigers which was you know half a VFL unit but still like if you've got a really good AFL play and you throw him into a VFL game that is what you get yeah um plenty he hasn't of lost touch no nah, plenty of the footy um didn't show any issues with fitness it was only you know three quarters but um no, he was flying he was fine so the, the question is if when he's ready um, they haven't ruled out opening round with a trip to Sydney, which is tough. But, you know, he might not play full-time midfield. Their midfield did okay, I think, against Richmond. Like, Jack Vonnie's a workhorse. Petrarca's still there. Um, Tom Sparrow, Alex Nilbullen can step up. They got Jack Billings in. So they won't have too much of an issue filling in his minutes if he's kind of splitting them up. But Sydney's midfield's going to be a nice little test for him. This is an awesome season opening game. Mm-hmm. Really, really good. Um, yeah, but then... And they've got a few others that are missing. Cosy Pickett through suspension. Joel Smith's playing future itself is is up in the air. We don't really know, you know where that's sitting, but you'd expect he's not playing anytime soon. Dan Turner out for months. Uh, ben Brown not playing. <coughs> Tom Fullerton not playing. Lockie Hunter now expected to. It sounds like things have been pretty positive in the last couple of weeks with his calf issue. Harrison Petty, fresh toe concern. Shane McAdam, I think it's <coughs> calf issue. Add in Tom McDonald, probably not playing. He's had an interrupted preseason. Uh, Jake Malcolm out for most of the year. I think that's everyone. I might have left off a couple of names as well. Angus yeah. Brayshaw, I think, should be playing. Like he's had a few concussion concerns, and they've just been really um, careful with him. But mm. I think he'll be okay fitness-wise, and if yeah. he's available. And then uh, a couple others that missed in the preseason. Pracky game against Richmond, but should be fit. Um, Tajwa Woden and... Um, <coughs> Andy Monty's Wakefield, who might not be best 23 players, but good to have those depth options. Um, but yeah, starting the opening round, Sydney's going to be, it's going to be really tough. I think the Swans will be favoured. If it was at the MCG, it'd be, I think it's probably Melbourne. So that could be the difference. Mm. Um, and then whether Clary's playing or not, um, you know, I, from what we saw, he can only really make them better. Yeah. I don't think he's he's going to be a problem for them if he's actually playing. Yeah. Um, so that's... <coughs> That's kind of where they sit from a personnel perspective. They'll have high hopes again. Another shocking September showing for them. Uh, wasn't easy, like a couple of close. No, like well, only, it was you know, two very close. Yeah, you know, um, there were two kicks away from from really booking themselves into a premium yeah. spot. So um, that's two years in a row that's happened. It's, so that's what I'm saying. Um, it, that doesn't help. And then very you know, the off season as well, not not helpful either. But it's not like they've had to deal with off season issues. Yeah, throughout the last you know. 12 to 24 months anyway and they've, they've kind of steered through that well enough um but yeah a couple of young kids coming through like jacob van royen as well on sunday was a headache for yeah. richmond's defenders probably just couldn't quite hold a couple and couldn't convert on a couple but if that's an off day his on days are going to be uh yeah really yeah. really hard it was rusty um, yeah i think it was rusty across the that first opening 
quarter. Yeah. Um, oh, was. There's a lot of mistakes um, yeah. on both sides, really. So yeah, well, you, yeah, Melbourne kicked the first five. Richmond kicked the next ten. It was a bit. Yeah. It was a bit of a funny game to start. Um, but you know, Caleb Windsor could be a round one chance, uh, opening round chance. If Hunter's not playing and yeah, Windsor well, that, on one probably, wing, that's probably on the other. <laughs> that's probably it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if Hunter's not playing, he definitely plays. Had found plenty of the ball. Had no issue. Yeah. Um, Surprisingly, but he's level. packed on some size since draft yeah, day. I remember seeing him on yeah. um, draft day and then. On the practice match, yeah, no, preseason yeah. certainly helped. Um, so it's gonna be a tough start. They have the dogs the week after for around one. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we mentioned the, the Richmond practice game, but they'll have Carlton again next week. So, Carlton into Sydney into the dogs, nice kind of um three game window for them, yeah, even though the Carlton ones are practice, but they I think Clary's gonna play that and that'll give us a good indication of where he's at for for opening round yeah yeah absolutely so it's it's clary and then again the forward line um this year mm. and i think that's that's going to be the key for melbourne yeah and um obviously not losing uh finals yeah hopefully winning a final i don't know if i think they'll be looking for more than that obviously with the list they've got but winning a final is is going to be a. I think a, out loud winning a, big, a final yeah we should be um contending for the <laughs> Play again, yep, um, for sure. Yeah, could be a very um, chaotic, mm. dramatic year for the days yeah. um, yet again. North mm. Melbourne. So where are they sitting? We're about two weeks out from the season. They've got uh, GWS in round one. Mm. That'll be their uh, North's first game, but GWS is second. So yeah, um, yeah. yeah, they can really only hope. <laughs> I guess the Giants have a pretty battered opening round game and a really tough slog against the Pies the week before. They do stay up in Sydney though so the North are the travelling side um, lose a couple bracket games against the Pies and, and the Saints so you know practically every team that isn't West Coast um, this season they really want to be at least having some good signs and I think for them this year it's about maybe mirroring what Hawthorne did last year might not necessarily be about the wins column and where they finish it's probably about maybe um, what they show against some of the top sides and if they can knock off a couple of those top sides because Hawthorne were the only side outside of Melbourne that beat Brisbane and Collingwood last year. Mm-hmm. And if not saying that the Roos, if they do that, it's it's an awesome, perfect season for them. But, you know, if they can really take a couple of good scalps, beat the teams they should in, in West Coast and maybe pick one off Hawthorne, you know, that's, you know, you're looking at five wins there. That's almost double what they had last year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a bit more stability at the top, but injuries have been a concern for them this preseason. So Zach Fisher... Once had to deal with a few issues. Eddie Ford, Aiden Cork, obviously Griffin Logue's out from half the year with an ACL injury. Um, Luke McDonald, Jackson Archer, Tristan Jerry, Hamish Free. There's, there's been a lot who mm. have been off the park um, this year for them. Uh, most of them should be fit for round one. Like Logue's probably the one that won't. Ford, I don't think will. Um, Core's kind of touch and go. Um, Fisher. And then there's the Tarrant Thomas stuff. And you know, sound like I think we already knew he probably wasn't going to be playing to start the season. Like he spent yeah. the last month or so um, outside of the football program, and um, even if he was clear to return, still all up in the air. But um, yeah, they won't have him for. It sounds Never like again, sound, to be honest. Well, that's the thing. It could be until the end of the year, mm-hmm. or it could be. You know, that's it. Forever. Which yeah. I'm not going to be surprised if that's the case. So, but, you know, I think overall after adding Tyler Sellers to their list on Monday, who, yeah, great addition, young, uh, big body forward, which they need. They need someone to partner Nick Larky. And if there's, they're swinging Charlie Common to defense, 
Settlers could be that. If it's not him, then it's Callum Coleman Jones, and that's it. Like Zane Dersma comes in, I think he's more of a, a third tall forward. But yeah, Sells Dersma among I think yeah almost a dozen or about a dozen inclusions for them over the the off season. Five of them were first round picks. One of them was Zach Fisher, Dylan Stevens, two guys who have you know, shown a bit over the preseason. Um, obviously, some nice run on the outside. Colby McCurchin, another one. Sounds like he'll play backline along with Harry Sheasel. Um, so yeah, it's it's a it's I think it was a, it's a good it was a good off season for them. The, the Thomas stuff aside, it was it's been okay for them. But injuries as well. Um, it's just probably interrupted them a little too much. They've had like a really big group on mm. on the track um, consistently, but that again opened up a spot for Sellers. Like he just kind of thrived in their absence, um, and hopefully he's one that gets a look this year and can kind of you know take his chance with both hands. So yeah, as far as expectations, like we said, it might not be how many wins. It's just who the wins come against and how they get them. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, also just having Clarko there for the entire year yeah. will be yeah. A, um, yeah really good for a young group really yeah, yeah. Yep. interesting so Port Adelaide mm. um, again disappointing uh, they just didn't quite get there again yeah. last year um, Ken Hinckley re-signed so it, again I feel like Port has been in sort of in the same spot for the past like eight years where they, they show a lot um but they don't quite get there so but where are they sitting now so yeah. west coast in round one at home yeah it's a nice little tester for them you know not like it could be a beat up for mm -hmm. sure um it's at home yeah like i, I think that they'll probably look into the next few weeks after you know showdown's kind of the one they'll definitely have circled after losing both last year but yeah like you said it was a really frustrating finish for them in the finals not going out in straight sets two games um and then you know those to gws and, and brisbane who uh, i guess if you're losing to a team in the finals they're, they're going to be a decent side anyway but they addressed kind of some list needs um you know new ruck contingent you know a couple of key defenders in and again maybe on paper should be doing pretty well this year you'd think We're, now that they've kind of settled those areas that were probably easily their weakest points like their midfield group is far, like better than fire it's fantastic yeah. um and their forward line is just an interesting mix like the big positive for them is is mitch george artis is going to be fit a lot earlier than than many would have expected whether he's you know playing is another thing but charlie dixon pretty interrupted preseason. he might not be fit todd marshall uh, again another one who has had a bit of an interrupted preseason, should be fit uh, ollie lord was awesome for them in the finals last year despite them them not winning so forwards they're pretty settled there um, got some good options and some good rotating players as well. Like Jason Holm Francis can play forward. Sam Powell Pepper was awesome last year for them. So all the pieces are there. Ken Hinckley still at the helm. Um, yeah, it's it's again like maybe like is winning a final and enough for them? I um, don't think no. anyone's going to be like in the poor camp. I don't think they'll be happy just to win a final. No, I wouldn't have thought so either. It, it probably has to be finish top four and win, and then win a final and book themselves a, a mm -hmm. preliminary final with a week off. Um, that's probably the, the ideal scenario for them. Um, but then again, you know, before 2022, they had a couple of prelims that they couldn't capitalize on. So it's just adding to their frustrations um, if that's the outcome. But <laughs> they're going to be shooting for the top. Um, and they're going to, I don't think it's going to surprise many if, if they get there. Yeah, um, in 2024. Yep, absolutely. So, lots to look forward to for mm. Port this year. All right. So, looking now at Adamuze's Richmond, mm. 
interesting. He's got a camel down at Punt Road, which I think is going to be the difference for them um, this year. So first game opening round against Gold Coast, against their old coach's new side. Mm. So um, where are they looking? Yeah, we mentioned earlier, I'd probably be tipping the Suns for this. And then they come back to Melbourne and play Carlton. So good chance they're 0-2. Mm-hmm. They're 2-0. That's that's going to be very impressive. And um, certainly going to change the tune around the Tigers. Like Adam Uze, yeah, we don't know what we're going to be getting. Yeah. But he's kind of flagged. You know, it's going to be quick, pacey football, much like the Tigers from seven years ago. Um, and yeah, they've, <laughs> they've looked all right over the, over the preseason. Like this, this new forward mix is going to be the big question with Tom Lynch miss, missing that Gold Coast game. Bolter and Kaczynski combined for I think it was five six goals yep. uh, against the D's over, they looked over three quarters. Yeah, they didn't look mm. too bad with with Shea Bolton um, <coughs> at their feet, kicked for himself and played a bit of midfield. Um, Ryan Mansell was really good in the intra club, but now set to miss the start of the season. Uh, Steely Green was kind of one that stepped up in his absence and has been pretty impressive as well. So he could be a, an opening round debutant for them. Uh, Talasonzi was good, I thought, against the D's, um, but he'll miss the first couple of games due to a VFL suspension. Um, and then Presti is the other one who's no certainty to play. Um, you know, they've, they've managed a few guys like Taranto, Grimes, Martin, Nankervis should all be fit, which is good for them. And, and they'll probably face Collingwood next week in their last pracky game. Um, so on pay, like for their for their opening round against Gold Coast, they should have a pretty strong group. Mm-hmm. Lynch and maybe Presti aside and Mansell out. Um, it's going to be a great challenge for them. But again, I think we're, as we mentioned briefly on them earlier in the show, I just don't see them making the leap. Yeah. Um, <coughs> they could go up, but I think there's going to be too many clubs. Also yeah, going they're up. an interesting one. It's I think um, Dusty's been training midfield mostly mm, as well. So yeah. that's going to be interesting if he can um, play out most of the year in the midfield. For sure. Um, I think that's where a lot of it will come down to for them. Um, but yeah, Lynch... Lynch getting fit, it's pretty important for yeah. them. So full season for him makes the difference. It's the difference. It's, yeah. it's the reason why, you know, they came away with, you know, so few wins last year. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was very hard for them to kind of pivot. Um, when they've kind of been able to train without him all preseason. Um, get a good look at that and then add him in. So kind of the inverse, it, that's that's certainly going to help. Um, but yeah, uh, you're right, actually. If, if Lynch is playing a full season um, back like he did could uh, in 2022, yeah. There are, there's still a chance. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm excited to see what the um, Tigers do, and especially um, since they took Adam Uze from our coaching staff, and then mm. we got McAlter, little little swap there. Swap. So, um, yeah, interesting one for the Tigers this mm. year. So, looking at the Saints now for mm. 2024, they've got Geelong in round one away. Geelong interesting in one. Geelong in Geelong. Mm. It's uh, if you're going to pick up a win on the road. It's one of the better ones. Like no matter where Geelong's list's at, which to be fair, the last fifteen years it's always been at the top. <laughs> but no matter where they're at, um, picking up a win at Cadinia Park is is really going to help. And to do it start of the season, um, very very helpful. They're they're such an interesting one. The Saints, like the yep. word, like using the term overachieved last year. Like it's such a silly term because if you're playing at your best mm. and you do it consistently you're a good you're a good side and that's what Ross Lyon got out of his head of his team to to manage a home final didn't win it but uh, I don't think Saints fans can be too upset with where things were at last year um from a personnel perspective Paddy Dow probably doesn't start the season Ben Patton misses a bit of time with a peck injury but fairly fit like Max King should be 
all good. They've just taken quite a cautious approach with him and given his history of shoulder issues and knee issues. And then um, as far as, yeah, the new talent, so Dow won't play. Um, I think Liam Henry gets a look and he's going to be pretty exciting for them. Adding to a, a small forward unit that already consists of Jack Higgins and Dan Butler. Um, midfield, you know, do we see more Mitch Owens in there or Mateus Filippo? Um, you've got your steals. Sinclair could also be one making a move. So it's their midfield that's going to be quite interesting just to see what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Brad Crouch and Jack Steele kind of the stalwarts in there and do so well. Uh, on a consistent basis, Rod Marshall, one of the best rucks in the comp, but yeah, who that next midfielder is, um, if it's Owens, if it's Windhager, if it's Philippo. Um, yeah, it's going to be quite interesting to see if, if, how that midfield stacks up because I think some of the stats last year for them, they conceded, I think it was the most disposals, like uh, from so oppositions picked up the most disposals against them, but they had the one of the best defense, like conceded the least amount of points mm. so while they're not having a lot of the possession they're not really allowing their opponents to score which yeah sounds like Ross, Ross line. line yeah <laughs> so um if we see more of that it's gonna be interesting but they added heaps of speed like that was the name of their off-season plan yeah at, particularly at the draft like Dow's probably not gonna add too much certainly can give a bit of a burst through midfield but Henry probably plays a bit more up on the wing or a half forward and then Angus Hasty, Lance Collard um <coughs> some of these kids that they've brought through, um, whether they get a look at this year or not, but it's going to be a lot of run, a lot of overlap, yeah. Um, which is what Ross Lyon likes as well. Yeah, and just getting that, you know, like they didn't win, but that finals experience to those um, young developing kids that are yeah. in the list well, from last yeah, year. Yeah, a good point as well. Yeah. yeah. like Because so, they, they played, they were good for a lot yeah. of last year. And no, we kind of they forgot were. that they were in the top yeah. eight. <laughs> and the thing, they didn't have like a key forward for most of it. Yeah. Like Mateus Filippo and... And Anthony Caminiti and Mitch Owens were like their key forwards. Yeah, like two of them aren't full like key yeah. forwards at all. And Caminiti was picked up in January. Like, yeah. they did so well without Membry and without King. Yeah, and you got Membry coming in, back. Yeah, coming as yeah. Well. Fingers crossed. He's, yeah. he's he's all good to start the season. So, um, all works there. Backline pretty steady. Um, you know, Wilkie and um, and Josh Battle did a pretty good job last year. Dougal Howard, serviceable. A couple of those guys are off contract though. So yeah, uh, hopefully doesn't play too much of a part in in their season but um a couple of guys they might want to to act on particularly josh battle i think he's probably the biggest re-signing, re-signing priority for yep. 2024 absolutely all right exciting one for the saints this mm. year looking at the swans mm. this year so exciting. opening round against uh opening the season mm. against the d's so that's going to be an absolute banger of a, of a game banger. um but yeah, where are they looking at? This is it's yeah, like we said earlier, the opening rounds just kind of got all these nice little storylines to it. Brody Grundy first game with the Swans against Max Gorn. Yeah, I'm tipping Grundy to he's back. I, I think he'll come back. Like I'm not not saying I've been able to see what he's been able to produce over the preseason. Yeah, just knowing the talent he's got, the time he's got on his side, the midfield unit he's working with. Um, kind and of the, less and probably the environment well. yeah it's the yeah. environment he's in as well probably like coming on a lot of criticism from Collingwood moves to Melbourne where all eyes are on how this is going to work obviously it didn't didn't not necessarily that he played poorly he's mm. just not a forward yeah which <clears throat> I mean it's, a, it's fine like so I think with the Swans yeah he's going to be a massive get for them um, and yeah I think I said it at the end of last year all Australian squad member is my it's my prediction um, but then you add in a few other guys that they brought in um, Hamling, Jordan, and Taylor Adams, some some solid names who sure will be contributing to the senior level um, straight away. Probably great inclusions. Yeah, no, they've they've kind of just filled in some of those needs. The key back spots are probably still a bit shaky. Um, 
you know, they lose Paddy McCartan, but they've got Tom McCartan still. Hamling should be pretty helpful. Nick Blakey can play a little bit taller, but um, they probably want him more ground level. So, yeah, no, it's pretty exciting. Cal Mills is obviously the, the big one uh, frustrating off-season injury for them. <laughs> uh, also hilarious. Uh, <laughs> depends who you're talking to, but, um, yeah. yeah, I couldn't imagine John Longmire would have been all that happy. No, but you got uh, the captaincy, so well, like that. That just shows, you know, the leader that Mills is. I'll do yeah. it with a, a, I won't call it a hiccup, but a, <laughs> an f up. Um, uh, yeah, no, sole captaincy. So when he comes in, it's going to be like a new recruit for the midway through the year, which is going to be great. Um, and then their midfield, like Errol Golden, could be the best player in the comp yeah. this year. Uh, add in Chad Warner, add in James Rowbottom, Ollie Florent. They still got Luke Parker, Isaac Heaney. Yeah. They'll be fine. And then it's the forward mix is, is kind of the interesting one. Yeah. Donald, Amati, McLean, yeah. uh, who kind of steps up out of those three. Uh, it could be any of the three. Yeah. Um, kind of fill Buddy's shoes. Yeah. Um, and McDonald's. I think just knowing that Buddy's not going to be there too. And you're that, not gonna that helps. To, yeah. yeah. There's something there they, for all They of them. were like really good without Buddy as mm. well. Yeah. yeah no, um, there's a few games. Year. Yeah. Where they, they were fine for sure. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. All right. Well, mm. Exciting one for the Swans. All right, looking to um, Harley Reid's West Coast uh, for 2024. No, don't really put any more pressure on that. <laughs> it feels like, like just it feels like that's the yeah, only thing that's happening at West Coast this year, apparently. But it's um, going to be relentless. Yeah, it's um, it is quite exciting. Um, but yeah, a lot of pressure on uh, the number one draft pick. But yeah. uh, as a whole, they've got Port in round one away. Mm. Um, where are they where are they sitting at the moment a few injuries as well yeah um hasn't really been any more fortunate for them on the injury front uh, liam ryan misses the start of the season sounds like dom sheed probably will elijah hewitt will um clay hall lucky not lucky to avoid a serious injury but you know still uh annoying for a kid who had put together such a good preseason and was probably in a round one selection frame Jai Carly still recovering from a from a knee injury, uh, ACL injury last year, but looks like he's progressing quite nicely, which is good for them. So yeah, they'll miss a few for that poor game. It not to add on top to the Reed conversation, but the thought of him lining up on Jason Horn Francis <laughs> round one, like you know Horn Francis half forward, Reed half back. God, like yeah, I'd love to see that. Like yeah. even uh, Reed on the weekend on Ruben Jimby just floored him. And Jimmy is looking massive. <laughs> yeah, he's like... And he just shrugs him off like nothing. I feel like what, like the expect... Well, maybe not expectation, but what a lot of people think Harley Reid could do this year, I feel like Jimmy will, will surpass that. Or, yeah. yeah, like will yeah. do, but even more. Like, yes, he's got an extra season <laughs> under his belt, but um, yeah, he's going to be a, a monster for them. Yeah. And it's going to be so exciting to see those two together. Elijah Hewitt, when he comes back in, even guys like Noah Long. Um, yeah. Brady Hoff, I, I, we've got some nice pieces, and that's you know when you go to the draft, you certainly hope to. Um, it's just going to be who's on the field for them this year, what the system looks like, and what we're going to be seeing that's going to make us think, all right, cool. The last couple of seasons of the draft and have, have you know, been pretty strong. On the field, it hasn't been. So what's going to make us change our mind about you know West Coast this year? Mm-hmm. Um, looking forward you know we're not we're not expecting them to you know probably even leave the bottom two and maybe you know a lot of people tipping them to be wooden spoon but what is it that we're going to see this year that's going to make us think all right cool they're on the right track yeah um 
because it can very easily be sour, uh, another sour season for them. Yeah. And, and like Justin Longmuir, uh, Adam Simpson might have the first 10 rounds to be um, pressing his case to yep. stand at all. He's contracted, you know, for another year beyond this year. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't think West Coast will be waiting around too long yep. um, this time around. Yeah, I think they could take a couple of scalps this year, but, mm. um, you know, just being at home for half the year. So, yeah, interesting like, one. I feel like it's forgotten that they beat GWS last year. Yeah. 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 Like, were... It was round two and GWS didn't start the year well, but I don't think GWS were really missing a heap of players. They were coming off a really brutal, uh, I think it was that, that same week, the week before when they played Adelaide up in Sydney in like 35 degree heat or something. Yeah. And yeah. It was a really tough contest, so like there, there was that that played a part for sure. But it was you know West Coast coming up a game as well, and um, yeah, it was it was a tough game. But yeah, it, gets, it does get forgotten. So look, yeah, they've got games against Freo and Adelaide. Uh, it's pracky games. Get a few more minutes, and just hopefully everyone can get through unscathed. I think that's going to be yeah. kind of important over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, mm. and now looking at the Western Bulldogs for season 2024. Always a curious team um, to see what they're doing yeah. list-wise. Um, opening game round one against the Ds. What are we What are we looking at here? Yeah, um, expectations-wise, I think it might be the same for them, just yeah. outside the eight, which is really where they shouldn't be. I mean, everyone knows that. Yeah. With the midfield group they've got, with the, the, the forward talent they've got, their back yeah. line's probably a little shaky, but you know, Liam Jones was fantastic for them last year. Um, James O'Donnell looks like a, a pretty handy pickup. If Sam Darcy's playing back down there and can finally hit his straps, it's going to be pretty exciting for them. Ground level, Caleb Daniel, Bailey Dale, Ed Richards can all play down back there. Yeah. Um, Taylor Dre adds a nice cool head as well when, when he's on the field. So, yeah. you know, again, on paper, can easily be top four. Yeah. Not something Beveridge has been able to do with, mm-hmm. since ever. I mean, ever <laughs> yeah. Like it's just a, such a big problem for them. Bailey Smith out for the year. Hurts. Yeah. That's a big one. Although he was playing out of position last well, that's, year. That's the thing. So if, it's like, not that you want the injury on anyone, but if it's going to be, not that it would be Bont or Libar. Yeah. But like their midfield group has options to replace some of these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have liked to see them take a punt on Lockie Sullivan. Mm-hmm. I think they'll be ruling that missed chance now that he's at the pies but yeah smith out jack mccray um dealing with some injury on the eve of the season might see him miss round one yeah um just needs to kind of build some fitness but other than that pretty pretty fit all up um and then so their forward mix is going to be interesting to see like jordan croft won't be playing this year i wouldn't have thought unless everyone gets injured first round pick but key forward give him time and they certainly can with jamara aaron norton rory lobb as options, Sam Day, as we mentioned, can certainly play forward. So, do we see Darcy come in at all? That's what. That's what. Yeah. Sorry, that's mm-hmm. what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Darcy can can um, play forward. So, uh, I think they'll probably use him as a back or maybe a ruck option. But mm-hmm. if Rory Lobb's not not firing, then they certainly can slot Darcy into a forward ruck yeah. hybrid role. So, nice kind of utility option for them. He just hasn't been able to get on the park yeah. since coming to the kennel. Um, then midfield unit. On paper, they're probably the best. Bont, my eyes, the best player in the comp, mm. um, or the best midfielder in the comp. Um, Tim English, best ruckman in the comp. Libba, the best of what he does. Uh, and then it's probably, you know, not sure on those fourth options. Mm. So get it forward. You have Aaron Norton, Jamara there to mark it. They just need to have their kicking boots on. Yeah. And if they drop it, Cody Waitman's there. So pretty handy for them. And that fourth midfield option could be Riley Sanders. 
top six pick um, who's they been pretty impressive from all accounts. So they just always look so good on paper. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, yeah. It is frustrating if you're a dogs fan. Yeah. So, so uh, they if they have another disappointing season, where do you see beverage at the end of the year? <coughs> I don't know if they'd make a mid-year call unless things were really really bad. Mm-hmm. But there would be probably the word review might come back into it despite having an internal and external review. Yeah. Recently. Like, yeah. It's, um, well, he's got different assistants around him now too. Well, so not that it, it doesn't sound like that was exactly what he wanted. Mm. There might have been some that he was happy to see go, but sounds like there was one, maybe two, that he might want to have kept. Yep. So, yeah, like on top of what is already frustrating on field, there could, it could be a pretty uh, pretty um, busy off-field at Witten Oval as well over the next 12 months. Yep. Wait and see. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All well, right. always it. curious, the doggies. Okay, so for the first mailbag for this year, we asked everybody on our Facebook and our Instagram to give us mm. their bold predictions mm. for 2024, and there were definitely some bold takes. Yeah, um, we got almost a 1,000 submissions, which yeah. is um, pretty good, probably too much. Um, so we, I picked out... Uh, my favourite, so we're going to give them probably a the more more vanilla ones, but yeah, but I mean, a lot of them aren't likely. <laughs> so if if people are predicting these, uh, there were some that um, Facebook automatically hid. I yeah. think so. No, that's, um, um, yeah, those won't go to mention. But um, we're going to give them a rating from one to five. Five being the most likely to happen, one yeah. being the least likely to happen. Yeah, um, and we're going to start with the ones that uh, a lot of people. Um, pick so a lot of numerous ones. We're going to fly <laughs> through these. So um, a lot of people picked. Uh, Melbourne to drop out of the eight. So one to five. Yep. Two. Uh yeah, I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it a uh, two as two. well. Yeah. Okay. Um, I could very I could see that happening, but I don't think it's likely. Yeah, um I don't think so. just with the list. Collingwood back to back, probably the most popular um comment that we got. Three? Like it's not it's kind of sitting on the fence. It's so hard to go back to back. Yeah. It's, Statistically, it's, it's not um, easy. I'm just with where the competition sits. Yeah, I'll say three. Certainly can't rule. Like, they're one of the probably, they're, I think they're what their favorite, and they're, I probably don't have them in the grand final. Yeah. I uh, I'm going to give it a two. Um, mm. Just like, you know, I mean, I said it last year as well, but they all the all the games they won really closely. So, like, it's uh, not I, like I, they I, were. Yeah, I don't factor that into it too, <laughs> too much. <laughs> I just have Brisbane probably ahead of them. Yeah. Carlton on par, GWS, Sydney next. So, yeah. Chance, good chance, just yep. very hard to do. Very nice. Uh, a lot of people picking uh, Essendon to win a final. Two. I don't have them making finals. Yeah, I've got them one. Thought, I don't think it. I don't yeah. think it happens this year. Mm. Um, I don't think I make it. Um, a lot of people pick Carlton to finish ninth. Very funny. specifically. Yeah, it's <laughs> specifically insane. If it's specifically ninth, then it's a one. Yeah. If it's outside the eight, then I guess like the best chance they of they. Have it's probably at ninth, but it's yeah, a, it's a one. Wait, if it's a one, if, it's, um, if it's they're missing finals, it's probably still a one or a two. I'm gonna give it it's a probably two. Probably a one. Yeah, I had Melbourne at two. I think Carlton probably a bit more stable. Yeah, yeah, I'll go. I'll go one for that. I'll give him. I'll give him a two. I can see it happening. Mm. Um, especially just just getting a little bit too big for their britches, I reckon. Uh, so this one from Adam Richards, a backman to win the Brownlow. One, medal. one. <laughs> That's a one. One, 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 one. Yeah. Uh, Tom Who so out of Tom Stewart, Jackson Clare. Um, I can see Stewart winning a Brownlow. I'm just trying to think. He's the best chance, I think, out of everyone. Yeah. 
Darcy Moore, Sam Taylor, James Sicily, Hayden Young, if he gets flagged. But I think he can only, think he can only win it if he's playing midfield. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, or someone that like, you know, plays that day, can drop day, back day and plays in midfield. Dacos is the same. Like, yeah. I think he could be considered a defender last year and probably would have won it if he didn't get injured. Yeah. So if it's the same for Dacos, which I don't think it will be, I think he's midfield this year. Sheasel if they won enough games? She, well, yeah, he's kind of following that Dacos blueprint. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, one. one yeah, one. Okay. Um, this one from Brant Nicholson, Adelaide top four. Three. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll agree with that. Can't rule it out. Yeah. Don't have them in it, but I can't rule them out. Kind of yeah. like, it's probably like Collingwood winning the flag. I don't have them. Wouldn't, yeah, not tipping it, but yeah, certainly a chance. Yeah. Um, this one from John White, Lions flag. Yeah, I've, I've got it at four. Like, I'm not saying it's definitely happening. Yeah, I'm, I'm tipping them for the flag, so I can't really go anything anything lower. Oh, that one four as well. Um, Helen Hallas, Swans flag, three. Probably have them fourth in line. I haven't been ahead of GWS, but probably Collingwood, Brisbane, Carlton ahead of them. Mm, yeah, I'm going to give it a two. Mm. I think there's yeah probably five or six teams. I think okay. um, that a better chance at a flag. I think. Yeah. Okay. Um, Stephen Sheridan, Saints to win the flag. One. One. <laughs> well, nothing, nothing really <laughs> against St. Kilda. I just probably don't have them in the top eight this year. So Yeah. One. Yep. Um I think I think they're they're a better chance of a top eight than a um than a flag, but you don't say. Yeah. <laughs> Next question. Uh Brody M twenty seven, the flag mantle twenty twenty four. And it's one. It's a one. Not yeah. to say it, but it's that's a one. A one. Yeah. Um, I don't have them. Yeah, I don't have them making the eight. <coughs> this one from Clinton Sharonberg, Port to win a second AFL Premiership. Two or three, two and a half. Mm, I'm going to give it a two. I'll, I'll probably lean to a three. I'll round up. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a chance. Like we mentioned it earlier in the show. Yeah. I think they're good for the eight. They're good to win a final. I don't think I can have them um, going on to win the flag. I just, I think everyone forgets how young Rosie and Butters are. Yeah. Just like, if they're staying on course. Yeah. And then you add Horn Francis in and Ollie Wines. Yeah, I'm pretty, yeah, it's a three. It's a three for me. Yep. Okay. Mm. Um, Justin Barker, very bold. Swans will win every game this year and then go on to win Five. the final. <laughs> That's definitely happening. One. I don't, I don't has there ever been a um, season where someone's won well, every game? Bombers 2000, but like, yeah, not quite. Like, there's there's been close, but it's. Yeah. Okay. It's impossible. It's, it's not one. impossible. Yeah. It's just like how often these days do you get clubs winning 20 games? Yeah. Year? Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Mooney, Jordan Dawson, Brownlow medal. Like if, if we go back earlier, like <coughs> if Crows are booking themselves in the top four. I think Dawson might. He didn't poll that well last year. Like yeah. Rankin, Rankin had more votes than he did. Mm. Um, but you know, if they're up there, he's definitely going to be a big part of why. But I think it's it's guys like Rankin, it's guys they'll like still vote on him. Yeah, um, it's other guys that also step up. Yeah. So uh, two, like, two, certainly not a bad chance. Very two, two and a half, three. Like, there's no. He's going to be up there. <laughs> two then. Like <laughs> he's he could be up there, but after not polling that well last year, I think it was thirteen votes. Rankin had fifteen. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah, two. Mm. I think two. Then again, could be just that one year where people maybe recognize him a bit more. And this year is the year that he polls well. So yeah. Two still. Done. Uh 
MJ Rags says Bombers streak of no finals wins continues. Yeah, well, <laughs> if I had them at a two for missing the finals. Yeah. Uh, making the finals or winning a final. Oh, no a winning a finals. Yeah, yeah it's probably yeah. a four. That's a... <clears throat> I'm going to say that's a five. I reckon that's a pretty much a guarantee. Really? Yeah. Uh, not winning a final. Yeah. Uh, Riley Burke, Kangaroos to finish above Richmond. Two, like I'm predicting a ladder. They're, they're not far off each other. Yeah. On the ladder though, on wins columns, it's a probably a little bit different. Yeah. Um, I think Richmond have too much very similar, winning experience. Just similar to last year. I think yeah. They're probably only a couple rungs away from each other. But yeah. Yeah, wins. It's it's a bit of a different conversation than North. Probably a bit further back than you think. Could make a jump. Richmond can go down. I don't think it goes that far on both ends. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a two. Yeah. Mm. Uh, where are we up to? Arda Selica, Richmond to win the flag. It's a two. That's I'm a not, two. Can't rule them out. Like we said earlier, Tom Lynch is fit. Forward, rest of the forward line works. Midfield stays fit. Uh, everything one stays fit. It's one of it's like and, and like everything <laughs> has to go right for that to happen. Right. Yeah, but it uh, certainly could. Certainly yeah. could happen. Yeah. Um okay. Matt Drinkwater, Larky is the twenty twenty four Coleman medalist. Don't hate it. Three. Yeah. Oh, probably could be four. Like if if you well, I mean what did it come like last year? Like third. three? Third, yeah. 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 The most accurate kick in the league by some distance. Yeah. It's just about A, getting, getting the, ball the ball to him and B, the amount of opposition uh, focus that's on him because they mm. don't have that many more yep. tall threats. So if it's if Dersma can pop up and, and kind of help take that load, if if it's a Tyler Sellers or a um, Coleman Jones or a Zerha, um, if he just gets a bit more help, which obviously might you know take some goals away from him, but mm. just lessens the, the focus on the opposition of him, then... Certainly could beat his, you know, what seventy-one goals last year from hundred shots. Yeah, um, I think it's kicks accurately against three or four for me. Yeah, uh, Peter Franks, Caleb Windsor to win the Rising Star. Love that. Three sounds like he'll play a bit. Um, yeah, go. that's the only thing. He might not. You have to actually you have play. To, you got to play like 17, 18 games. Yeah, which a lot of rookies do now. Yeah, um, like Reed will. You think Curtin will? This is all if they stay fit. Kircher probably will. Um, Angus Sheldrick's probably a smoky from the Swans in his third year. Mm-hmm. Um, Riley Sanders probably plays a, a, a lot of game time. Windsor probably will, but yeah. uh, there's probably a couple of those guys that are ahead of him. I think, yeah, probably a three. <laughs> there's a lot. There's no, a lot three. There. He's up um, there. Yeah. Uh, this one from Apostolos HD Harley Reid doesn't win the Rising Star. Instead, the winner is Dan Curtin. Four. Yep. Like, I probably don't have. I might not have Reed winning it. I probably have Curtin on his level. Mm. Uh, oh, I guess four is probably more for if Harley Reed doesn't win it. Dan Curtin winning it, and like both happening. Dan Curtin winning it ahead of Reed is probably maybe a two three. or three. Yeah. But Reed not winning it probably a. Is Curtin like, that much like, of a lock to? No, nah, no, nah, I don't think. I don't think so. I mm. think Reed's probably still favourite, uh, but I'm not tipping him. It's really hard. It's yeah. gonna be a really tight year. I think I'm going McKercher. Okay. Um, ahead of both of them. So I guess overall it's probably a two or a three. Yep. Yeah, it's probably not that likely. All right. Um, so a lot of people put this one through. So Gold Coast to make the finals. Pretty bold. <laughs> three. <coughs> yeah. Um, yeah, three. Yep. Yeah, I think it's three. They mm. um 
Oh, I don't know. There, there's that middle pack that's like it could. Yeah, I reckon it'll be so one of those tight. seasons where it comes down to the no, last game again. Definitely could. Um, I probably don't have him in the eight, but definitely could. Yeah, just three, three. All right. Fancy. Uh, Matt Saunders Lions versus Carlton Grand Final. This is a four, three, four. Uh, yeah. I've got those are the two teams I've got in the Grand Final. Like if I'm predicting. Okay. I don't think I've given a five yet, but like. Carlton or I just don't see Carlton no, making it I, for me. I have Carlton back up in the top four. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, I can see the I can see the lines there. For me, it's a two. I don't see Carlton making okay. it. Um, I think there's a lot of teams that are ahead of them, like GWS. Mm. Uh, Lachlan Clark says Dockers top eight. Sorry for laughing. <laughs> we had flag mantle earlier. <laughs> top eight. Disrespect. Uh, two or three. two. I don't have them in the eight, so it's probably no. a two. No, I think there's a lot of um, residual mm. uh, damage from last year as well. Um, all right. Andrew Butler, <laughs> North to win the Premiership. One. Five. five. That's Huge. a bold one. That's happening. Yeah. Uh, Damien Roberts, North to make the eight. That's a one. It's, it's still a one. Yeah. yeah. Um, Matthew Bates, Dusty will be AA. Uh, I, think he, I think last year was his last chance. And he probably should have made it. All right, he plays every game. I mean, it's a two, but if he plays every game, because AA I feel like is a lot of name recognition. Mm. Um, he Squad wants to get, maybe. Yeah. But yeah, I probably have a two. Yeah, two. Yep. All right, and uh, Vanessa Musket. It'll be the last. It'll be the first and last time we have the zero round. So I'm going to say it's a four, just, be, just because I feel like if. And it all goes to Vegas, and they want to take advantage again. Yeah, um, I feel like they might just call it. Let's just call it round one. Yeah, which makes things so much easier. I just I don't, don't know. Now that people are used to it, now people are used to it because I think they didn't want to call it round one this year because people would be a bit up in arms that you know Carlton and Richmond yeah. aren't opening the season. Um, so we're calling it round zero is a bit of a oh, okay. Well, so yeah, if they just call it round one next year. So round zero, it could still happen like the split thing, mm. but just call it round one. Yeah, yep. I think that's a yeah, I think that's a four as mm. well. All right, so now honorable mentions. <laughs> mm. These are these are just bold takes that I enjoyed. I don't think there's it's worth rating any of these, but um, oh, we'll do it anyway. So, right. Bodie Derek eleven, Frio finished between six to eleventh depending on performance. Which is that a take? I don't that- know. <laughs> I mean, everything depends on performance, yeah. right? Well, it's a five then, <laughs> like. If we're depending on performance, yeah. performance is good or bad between or six okay. Or they could yeah. finish anywhere between those. So My take is that Freo will finish somewhere depending on performance. That's that's bold. Thank you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Apostolos HD. This is my favorite one, I think. Um, Nick Dacos will punch Finn McGuinness and will receive a 10-week suspension. One. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Next. Although there is, there Next. is every year I feel Next. like there's like a massive suspension. Next, I mean we've already got one this ten year. Ten weeks, um, Taron Thomas. So ten, t- weeks. ten weeks suspension. We don't get ten weeks suspensions. What for a punch? Oh no, you you would, but I'm saying yeah. that it doesn't happen every year. It hardly happens. Ever. I mean, I feel like there's a big one every year, but that gets it's, it gets them like three four weeks. Should have been Maynard with the ten Next. weeks. Next, uh, all right, D Tibbsy. No, actually, this is probably my favorite one. Ralton Roberts to return to the AFL. Five. Get him back. <laughs> I don't know. Next. Mark Blithman says uh, there will be 14 rule changes in 15 weeks. 
as in like as in over the course or in 15 weeks over the course no, yeah no, like, over the course of the season yeah by around 15 there's going to be 14 rule changes right one <laughs> well they've already got three this year i think they've taken out they're, whistling they're just amendments they're rule changes they yeah. count just tweaking and leave the game in line all right uh ash oaks Seagull to play five or less senior games. Now I did. I had to um, double check with this one. Is there a player named Seagull, or Jake is that Lloyd. a nickname? I don't know. Or is this an actual Seagull? I'm trying to think of this like a defender who gets known for like as the Seagull, like picking up the cheap touches yeah, right. out of the back. I don't know. There's could... a lizard. Yeah. Is there a se- who would be a? <laughs> That's seagull? what I'm saying. Jake Lloyd, maybe, but Jake Lloyd plays every game. I don't know who Seagull is. Ash, I'm sorry, but okay. Yeah. All right. Um, and finally, from Simon Rayner. Finally, there's a bit. There's a bit on this one. So, um, Crows to be trailing in the grand final by five points. Right. Ben Keys kicks a behind on the siren. Crows win by five points, and Nixie's hair grows back. Kicks a behind on the siren, and they win by five. <laughs> and they points? win by five points. <laughs> oh wait, so they're down by five points. They've, and then he kicks they've kicked. They've kicked like a goal and three more behinds. <laughs> no, he and just then says Ben Keys kicks a behind on the siren. Crows win by five points. Yeah. So I think they, if that were they one, down by one point <laughs> and then he <laughs> if that comes into play with the rule changes I think if if they change the rules and allow and allow Matthew Nix to get hair transplants <laughs> yeah I think midway through the year Matthew Nix is gonna um go to Turkey and come back with some hair I think it's you know it's not it's not a zero it's probably a one but it's possible well we didn't have zero on this okay so it has to be a one so it's unlikely we can't rule it out well, we have round zero everything's possible um in afl so uh thank you everybody to for setting in your bold predictions definitely some bold ones in there look forward uh, to next year's <laughs> follow us on instagram and facebook and subscribe to the youtube channel uh thank you mitch you got through this one a little yeah bit of COVID sorry there, so. I'm not, i don't have it anymore oh right but yes um, apologies for the the cough. Occasional cough. Yeah. Okay. I probably should have said it at the start of the show. Well, if you're listening now still, <laughs> you deserve <laughs> to know why. <laughs> All right. Well, that uh, wraps it up for Zero yeah. Hacker TV this week. Yeah, uh, subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Going to be a big year uh, mm. for Zero Hanger this year. Mm. And, of course, we have the AFL season guide as a free download. So, um, get onto that. It's Mitch has free. Numerous hours. Um, getting all that together. What's on there, Mitch? Heaps. Heaps. Go, go, if, if you can't remember, go back to the start of the show when we talked about it. <laughs> Heaps. Play ratings, um, uh, summaries, a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff. He's in obviously there. read it. And it's free. Um, so just go and download that. All right. Cool. Thanks, Mitch. Thanks, mate. Cool.